Well, good morning. And if you'd like to take your Bible and follow along with me, we're going to be in <clears throat> Matthew 11, <clears throat> excuse me, verses 28 through 30. The scripture says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'm sure this is a familiar text to most everyone here this morning. It's one that I've found in my experience that people talk about frequently, one that they turn to often. It's one that brings uh, insight and comfort. There's a, a uh, excuse me, not there is, C.H. Spurgeon in the 19th century, London, England, over the course of his career preached over 12 sermons on these three little verses here. And yet he said after that, he said he couldn't preach too often on it. It was something that he could delve back into from time to time. Now, if you'll allow me, I'd like to just sort of set a stage for you. 30 AD is about when Jesus spoke these words. Roman Empire had occupied Israel. And there's several reasons why these words are poignant and speak to us as it spoke to them. Back then, when they were spoken, it was an age of political revolution. The Roman Empire was breaking up. Seeds were being sown in the Roman Empire at that time that would ultimately lead to their downfall. It was an age, too, of moral collapse. The morality that Rome had started with had broken down and fallen into rottenness. Marriage had become a convenience and easily thrown away. Unwanted babies were left outside in the streets to die. Slaves throughout the empire, of which three out of five people in the Roman Empire were slaves, were aching for their freedom. There were conquered lands everywhere as a result of the Roman Empire. They were longing for freedom too. Suicide was at an all-time high at the time these words were spoken. It was in the midst of this, this kind of world that Jesus Christ in his public ministry said, come unto me and all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I'll give you rest. I'd like to go through this slowly with you, if I may. Just pick out each verse of this. Verse 28 says, Come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The address is to those that labor and are heavy laden. When he says all, he means all. It's an invitation. It's an invitation to come to him in particular. It's as if he was speaking to us as he was to the people in Israel in 30 AD. He has spoken to every generation that's come since. His invitation has always been the same, and that is to come to him. He spoke to people, men and women, that were desperately trying to find God in all sorts of religions. People that were desperately trying to be good, to know the meaning of life, 
Why did they have families? Why were they here? Where were they going? What happened when they died? I want to call attention to this. When Jesus said, come, notice that he said, come to me. He didn't say, go do this or go do that, but he said, come to me, the person of the Lord Jesus himself. Easter, we say he's risen. We believe that he is risen. That means he is alive. That means he is here with us. That means that we can enter into a personal relationship with him. And when he says come, he means it. He didn't say come to a church, to a creed, to a minister, to a denomination, or to anything else, but to come to him alone. And everything else flows out of that. Now you might be sitting there wondering, well, what does it mean to come to Jesus? I had to dig in on this one and spend a little time reviewing the New Testament. What does it mean when it says, come to me? And I've, I've got a list. It means to believe in him. It means to receive him. It means to eat, to drink, to look at him, to confess him, to hear him, to enter a door, to open a door. It means to touch the hem of his garment. It means to accept the gift of eternal life that Jesus Christ offers to us. Come unto me. Now notice it says all. Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Now this would apply, we could say this with all confidence that there might be someone here this morning who is not a Christian, who has never accepted Christ, someone here this morning that doesn't have a clue what this is talking about, that you have never received Christ and asked for the forgiveness of your sins. There are also some here today who are born again Christians. You have been saved. You who were far away have been brought near. That might speak to you. My point is this invitation applies to both. It applies to all, all of us, whether it's being lost outside of the faith or whether it's a Christian that is carrying burdens that they ought not to be carrying, that are weary and heavy laden. Come to me, all of you. Someone has said this is, a, this is an antidote to that awful declaration in Romans 3.23. Do you know it? For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Jesus Christ invites us to come to him. All of us, everyone. He opens the gate to salvation. Because of him, people from every tribe, every tongue, every nation, every language can come to him and find salvation and find relief from their burdens. Harriet Beecher Stowe wrote the book, Uncle Tom's Cabin. In that book, she pictures a slave out in the fields on a hot summer day working, sweating, toiling, 
carrying the burdens of the day. And one of his friends marched out there into the field and for some reason said to him, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And the slave looked at him and he said, them's good words, but who said them? My friends, that is the point this morning. Jesus Christ said those. Jesus Christ, the one that died on the cross for us, that loves us, cares for us, and wants us to be his disciples. I will give you rest. Verse 29, let's go on. It says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Now, I preached a while back here, and I did my very best as I preached to help you and I see ourselves as sheep. Well, I'm going to reverse course this morning, because in this text, the Lord Jesus asked us to see ourselves as an ox. Now, I hope that is not offensive to you, and I hope you're not going to get up and walk out because I said that. But when we take a yoke upon ourselves, the metaphor, the word picture, the image that Jesus is conveying, in your mind, perceive yourself as a little ox yoked up with a big ox, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the picture and I can't help it. You know, I enjoy going to the Fort Worth Stock Show. I imagine many of you do. I like to go to the cattle barns and the, the poultry barns. One of the things that blesses me every year that I go is in the cattle barn where these, these young, I don't know, like middle school, maybe even elementary kids are there. They've, they've raised their calf, nurtured it, fed it, cleaned it, brushed it, taken care of it, and finally got this fully grown cow to bring to the stock show to be judged. And you know, as you walk through the, the, the barn there, these, these massive Brahma bulls and other, other types of cows, they're, they're resting. And so they're, they're laying down on the floor of the Colosseum there. And you know what you see often as you walk through there? You see these little girls and these little boys asleep, laying against the bull, just resting against this massive creature that they've raised from a little calf. For me, that informs my picture when I look at verse 29, when Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. We've got two things. We've got a yoke that we need to understand what it is and what it's for. And number two, we need to understand that the reason for the yoke is that in order we might learn who Jesus is. Do you know who he is? Do you know him? Do you know what he's like? In your relationship to him, have you learned from him that he's gentle and lowly in heart? Have you learned that he wants to give you rest? Let's talk about this thing of a yoke. A yoke was a wooden bar that was fashioned and formed 
to slip upon the shoulders of oxen. It was not used for mules and horses because of their anatomy, it didn't fit. But for oxen, it did. And it was fitted to the individual ox in this yoke and placed upon their shoulders and then held there by harness that went underneath, they called them traces. And when the yoke was placed upon the two animals, they could work together. They were yoked together. Now the interesting thing about a yoke, and I didn't know this, let me, let me go back, verse 29. Notice it says something. Take the yoke upon you, and then you will learn of me. And what I didn't realize until I studied on this was that it was commonplace, you, <clears throat> you would have a yoke, a mature oxen, one that was trained to the yoke, one that knew the commands of the master, and they would be yoked to a younger, untrained ox. And they could adjust the harness and the traces in such a way that the burden, when they started off walking, pulling, listen to this, this is important. They could adjust the harness in such a way that the mature ox carried the load that all he was doing was carrying the load or pulling the wagon, but at the same time, he was teaching the young ox behind him how to walk in the yoke, how to listen to the master's commands, how to know what they were being asked to do, what type of work they were doing. And in time, the young ox would learn how to uh, obey and work, and they would adjust the harnesses where they were pulling equally together. Well, I would ask you to go back and if you would with me to verse 29 and notice Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. And I, I really believe the implication, the application of what he's saying there to us is the same as what I've just described. Picture ourselves as young oxen being yoked together with Jesus Christ, the mature, <clears throat> the perfect, the mighty, and learn, learn what life is by the one that gave you life. Now, let's, let's keep this picture in mind, this, this wooden yoke stretched across the shoulders of two oxen. If you take an honest look at that picture, you will understand that a yoke teaches us that by ourselves, we don't measure up. It takes two. There are two oxen in a yoke, not one. One oxen in a yoke is a mitigated disaster. Secondly, a yoke teaches us that Jesus does measure up. We don't measure up by ourselves, but with Jesus, we measure up and Jesus measures up. And thirdly, the yoke teaches us that with Jesus, we can measure up. Theologian Adam Clark back in the 18th century was studying this passage and he, and he wrote in his commentary, he said that uh, this passage is a very strange paradox and it is. 
that someone that was already weary and tired and overloaded needed to take a new weight upon themselves in order to be eased and find rest. Do you agree? Do you see that? Jesus talks about people that are burdened and heavy laden. They've got a load that they're carrying. And yet he asked them to take on his burden and his load in order to find rest. It is a paradox, but it's true. It's true because of who we're yoked to. What does it mean when we say, take my yoke upon you? I mean, practically speaking, what does that mean? What is Jesus saying to us? It was widely understood in the ancient days that to take a yoke was a a turn of phrase that would communicate a, a disciple, perhaps a Jewish boy, a disciple that wanted to follow a particular rabbi and learn to be a rabbi through his teaching. It was called taking his yoke upon you. I believe that what Christ is saying in this passage that we're studying this morning is precisely that. We're here. We make decisions each day as a Christian or as a person who is not a Christian. We make decisions every day and we adopt loads and burdens that perhaps are not according to the will of God. Now, Jesus says to us in verse 29, take my yoke and learn from me. And then he says, I'm going to tell you who I am before you pick up that yoke. I'm going to explain to you what I'm asking you to do. This might surprise you and it might not. I don't know. But what he says is, I am gentle and lowly. Now, theologically, we're talking about the Son of God here, the second person of the Trinity. We are talking about Jesus Christ, eternally preexistent. And yet he says, if you really knew me, if you personally invested yourself to get to know me, you'll find out when you come close to me that I'm gentle and I'm lowly or humble. Surprising, isn't it? When you get in a quiet place and you reflect and you meditate upon who Jesus is, I wonder what kind of images come to your mind. I would submit to you Matthew 28, 11, Matthew 11, 28 through 30 is a good place for you to go to. Allow him to speak to you that it's okay to draw near to him and submit to him and listen to him because he's meek, he's gentle, and he's lowly. Humble. I'm humble, he says. The son of God. I want to ask you something. Has anyone else in history, a significant person ever said, I am humble and gotten away with it? I don't know of any. 
Typically, if I heard somebody say that, I would say by your statement, you show to me that you are not. But listen to me. Jesus said it. And the world heard it. And it stood for 2,000 years. And nobody's disagreed with it. He is humble. He humbled himself to leave his throne in heaven and come here. He humbled himself to submit to his father's direction while he lived his earthly life, knowing every day that it was leading toward a cross and death. He's humble. Verse 30 goes on. He says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We've got two things here. Number one, Jesus has a yoke. Process that. Let that sink in to how you perceive your relationship with Jesus Christ. He has a yoke and he's holding it out to you and to me. He says to you and to me, my yoke, it's easy. And my burden that I'm going to hitch you up to alongside me in this yoke, my burden, it's light. But that's what he's saying to us this morning, a yoke and a burden. Problem is, <clears throat> oft times we take a yoke on that's not his. We take somebody else's yoke, whether it be our employer, whether it be politics, whether it be the world, materialism, the flesh, the pleasures of it, or even the devil. There, there are lots of yokes out there in the world. When he says distinctively, take my yoke upon you, the implication is there are alternatives to all of us out there that are not the yoke we need to be carrying. He asks us to take his particular yoke on. There are yokes out there of jealousy, addictions, condemnation, pride, <clears throat> lies, and violence. But Jesus says here, his yoke, the yoke of Jesus is easy. And the burden that that yoke brings to you is light. Now, when you hear easy, if you're like me, you think, you don't have to do anything. Easy, that's easy. But that's not what that word means in the original. Krestos is the word in Greek, and it means fitted. Easy means it's fitted to you. My yoke has been tailor-made to fit you. It's comfortable for you when you find my yoke of service to me, submission to me and my will. It's easy. It's tailor-made for you. Somebody said that if Jesus had a sign outside his carpenter shop, it would have read, my yoke fits best. I believe that. Life, as he perceives, as he communicates to us here, is in a relationship to him, number one. Life is, is activity. It's discipleship, it's service, it's mission with him. Never, never alone. 
that he wants to go through life with us. It's easy, he said. My burden is light. I guess you could ask in all confidence, is your burden light? Is the burden that you're carrying this morning light? Perhaps it's a child, maybe even a grandchild. Maybe your burden is your job. Maybe it's your marriage. It could even be your personal health. We've all got many burdens represented here this morning. What's clear from this passage is there's a yoke for us. Jesus Christ has designed a yoke and he invites us to come to him and allow that yoke to be placed upon us. There's going to be some work involved. There's going to be some burden, but he's going to be right beside us, hitched up with the traces set where he carries the load for us. You know, it's a fatal mistake, I think, for anybody. Particularly, I'm speaking to people that have never been saved, that have never accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. It's a fatal mistake to think that you can go through life in a single collar. The amazing miracle of what we're doing here this morning at this time is that we are reading text from the Creator. We are, we are reading words from the mouth of God. Come unto me, take my yoke, learn of me. Words from our creator. And what we have here should be so piercing and so, so life-giving to us that we feel our burdens lifted that we all can individually say this morning, Lord, whatever that yoke is, it's got to be better than the yoke I'm wearing. If you've never accepted Christ, you need the yoke of Christ. If you're a Christian and you're using a single collar this morning instead of a yoke, you need to listen to Christ too. Jesus never intended for us to carry our burdens by ourselves. That's clear from our passage. <clears throat> but it's also clear that Jesus deals in yokes. You might have some image of salvation. You might have some image of discipleship, of missions. Is it informed by this passage? Christ deals in yokes. He wants to be yoked with each and every one of us. A neck harness for two in the real world, <clears throat> in the spiritual world, it's bowing the knee to the authority and lordship of, the, of Jesus Christ. He wants to share with us. If your yoke is hard this morning and your burden is heavy, that it's not the yoke of Jesus. 
and you aren't letting them bear it with you. <clears throat> Jesus said it, my yoke's easy, my burden is light. Now I want to say to Christian people, Christian people here this morning, it's possible to be saved, born again, without being a yoke made of Jesus. It is. We could have come to Christ at some point in our life when the gospel was presented to us. We perceived our sin. We asked him to forgive us. We were born again, indwelt by the Holy Spirit. But we've never come to the place where we willingly submitted to Jesus Christ and asked for his yoke to be placed upon us. When I'm saying yoke, I hope you understand what I'm talking about. What this means is to submit to discipleship. It means to submit to mission, work. That's why there's a burden. It's because it's a work. Aligning ourselves with the Lordship of Jesus Christ is something that is some Christians have never experienced. And maybe you may need to make a decision this morning. In your mind, <clears throat> imagine Jesus trying to slip a yoke over your neck. And you resist and you fight and you back away, just like that young oxen might have done back in the old days. We refuse to be brought under bondage to anyone, not even Jesus Christ. Take my yoke upon you and learn about me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. When you do that, only when you do that, will you find rest for your soul. In all honesty this morning, whether you be a Christian or no, the question to us all this morning as we, as we open up the Word of God and examine these three verses, this grand invitation from Jesus Christ, is it a reality that defines who we are this morning as a people and as individuals? Has the yoke of Jesus Christ been something that we treasure? Can you perceive of your walk with Jesus Christ as being in this nature? Have you yoked to the Savior? It's an interesting concept, isn't it? It's a little different in our individualistic age that we live in. We like to think that we are uh, the one that determines our course, but discipleship to Jesus Christ is something different, friends. He's got a call. He has a call on our life. Three things. I'll close with this. Number one, he says, come unto me. Have you? Uh, is Jesus your Savior and your Lord? Has the Holy Spirit spoken to you this morning that you are outside of his grace? He says, come to me. All saints 
all sinners come to me. Number two, take my yoke on you to learn about me. Have you done that? Can you do that? Are you here this morning as a Christian believer with a heavy burden that you feel like you're carrying by yourself? Is there, is there no one that has answers for you? Jesus does. Take my yoke upon you and learn about me. And number three, is your life one where you can honestly say, Lord, your yoke's easy and your burden's light? Or are you carrying it by yourself? I know we all fall into trying to do things on our own. It's part of who we are, yet we're fallen people. And I say this morning, these three short little verses are world-changing for a Christian believer. And if you're not a Christian believer, if you are lost, this is why you're here this morning. Jesus wants you to come to him to take his yoke upon you and start learning about him and find out what he, that life is easy and his burden is light. I'd like for us to uh, have a time of invitation. I, I believe in invitations. I, I don't think it would be right to ever preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and never give an invitation. I think it requires one, as a matter of fact. Uh, I've tried uh, to explain this morning, this passage might apply to somebody that's not a believer this morning. Very easy, it applies. And you understand, maybe you see, that Jesus is calling you. This passage also is for every single Christian that's here this morning, every one of us. We all need to hear and process and decide are there burdens in my life that I am carrying by myself that Jesus wants to lighten? Are there children and grandchildren, wives and jobs, finances, illnesses, burdens in our life that we are carrying by ourselves this morning? Jesus would say, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden and learn about me. You need to lay it upon his shoulders this morning. He wants that burden. If we could all stand, please. I'd like to lead us in prayer and, and uh, I think Bill will be leading us momentarily. If, if you're not able to say this morning that I, I need Jesus Christ, I have Jesus Christ, that he is my savior and my Lord. I wanna find out about this Christian life. I wanna know what it's about. Uh, I'm going to be right down here at the front, and I invite you to come down and talk. Uh, if you're a Christian this morning, and uh, Jesus and his word has spoken to you about burdens that you might be carrying, and you'd like to pray about that, you can certainly pray right there where you are. Or if you'd like, you can come down here to the altar while we sing our invitation song. Uh, Father, we pray and ask you. Father, we pray, asking that you could... Allow us, Lord, to take the Word of God, to take these three precious verses 
and apply them to our personal walk. Lord, I pray for anyone that might be here this morning that has never come to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I pray for them, Father. I ask you to call them uh, this morning, Lord, to give their hearts to you. And Father, we pray for all the Christian believers here this morning, Lord, that you would lighten their burdens and replace them with your burden, which is easy and light. We pray, Father, that you might do a work across our congregation this morning, Lord, to draw us nearer and nearer to you. Lord, we want to learn about you. Amen.